If you look around, there are so many ways to make a difference. At Capella University, our FlexPath format gives you a different way to earn your degree. Take courses at your speed. Move on whenever you're ready. Education should fit your life. Learn more at capella.edu. Life can always use more Cedar Point. And right now, you can get more Cedar Point for less with the Fun Day Bundle. Each bundle saves you more than 35% on admission, parking, and dining for one low price. That means more coasters like Steel Vengeance and Millennium Force, and even more excitement with the Cedar Point Parade and Spectacular. But you better hurry because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And if you'd like to send an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com and all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. Our radio website and TV show website is www.exxonradiotv.com. And for all the shows that we have available for you, 724-365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Explanation, my guest this hour is Stan Deo. He has held above top-secret security clearance and worked undercover for the FBI. He was part of an exclusive black project headed by Dr. Edward Teller, specializing in the development of flying saucer technology. Joining me now is Stan Deo. And Stan, welcome to the Exxon. Thank you for the invite, Rob. How's Canada today? It's fine. It's a lot better than uh, what's going on in Washington. Wow. No kidding. <laughs> What news, hey? Oh, my gosh. I, I just can't believe it. You know, it's, it, it, you know if, if there are aliens up there looking down and looking for intelligent life, they're probably saying, oh, not yet. <laughs> no, not True. Yet. My gosh. Uh, Stan, as an American and as someone who's worked within the system, what do you make of everything that's going on uh, within the, the two houses on Capitol Hill as well as the White House on Pennsylvania Avenue? You know, uh, it's chaos at the moment. I don't know how we're going to clear all this mess up or how the uh, the Trump administration is going to do it. Mm-hmm. We're hoping that uh, he'll be given a chance to do it by the opposition. But it's really kind of proving to me that uh, the book I wrote, The Cosmic Conspiracy, back in 1978, was telling what was going to ha- happen now. It was uh, telling that the Illuminati would be controlling not only the United States but the world. And when Trump came in, 
he certainly uh, kind of put a fly in the ointment there and uh, ruined their smooth transition through the Democratic Party into a world government. I don't know from what I've seen happen whether he's going to be able to do everything he said in his uh, or he promised in his campaign mm-hmm. uh, up to him. So, you know, you've you've got a long history of working in the high tech industry. Do you think that Russia colluded with the uh, Trump administration and that Russia actually had a part in manipulating the the uh, last presidential election? You know, um, I don't have any access to uh, classified information about that. Mm-hmm. So any answer I would give would just be an opinion saying, well, I I think that's probably, uh, you know, a bogus statement. But right. it's just. UFOs. Yes, sir. Let's talk about UFOs because that's uh, that's something still people are talking about today. You've done a lot of work with UFOs. You um, you were part of the exclusive uh, Black Project headed by Dr. Edward Teller, specializing in the development of flying saucer technology. Was this back engineering, or was this technology that was recovered? Um, some of it was our own work, uh, and then at a certain, all of it was. Um, in the late 40s, you know, after the close of World War II, there there were a couple of crash scenes that um, our people picked up. And I think the Russians had one too, but uh, ours were more informative. And although they crashed and we were able to get tech, look at technology out of them, uh, we didn't have the uh, infrastructure to build all that kind of stuff. Right. It'd be like trying to be in the Civil War period and have a, um, a space shuttle crash land take it apart and duplicate technology from it you know have the resources right. to do it and that's where we were at the at the last part of the, the 40s in the early 50s we started uh, developing our own technologies but exchanging uh, base space underground bases to off-worlders uh, to people who call them aliens uh, in exchange for technology that they would give to us in a manner that we could use in the um, early 70s we had a lot of disagreements with them about what they were doing on their side of the agreement to give us technology and shooting wars started out battles across the various underground facilities wow. we had across the planet stand stand by my friend you and i have to take our first commercial break of soul nation stan deo is our special guest his website www.standeo.com that's s-t-a-n-d-e-y-o.com this is the exxon i am rob mcconnell we'll be back on the other side of this break don't go away This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, 
and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. And welcome back, everyone. Stan Deo is our special guest of this hour, www.standeo.com. Uh, Stan, before we went to the break, uh, we were talking about uh, UFOs and underground bases, and uh, you were saying that in the 70s there was a firefight, basically, that broke out in the underground um, facilities. And uh, who won? Uh, the bad guys, the, the the ones that people call the aliens. Um, our... our- uh, we had to withdraw from that, and thereafter, the technology that we were able to develop mm-hmm. was what they would allow us to develop as far as uh, propulsion and uh, various technologies that might conflict with their for the planet. When did you get involved in the uh, flying saucer scenario? I, I know that uh, you know you're a research physicist, and you've uh, done a lot of research. But what was it that brought you to the UFO phenomena? Well. Uh, Actually, my father started. He was um, a pilot and a base commander in, at the end of World War II. And uh, when he came, and, and I was old enough to understand in the 50s what he was talking about, he said, look, these things, I think I can figure out how they can work. And so he'd start uh, drawing pictures of flying saucers and stuff and various air convection currents. And that was my mm-hmm. motivation later in life to actually do some research into a plasma drive saucer. Wow. And I was going to file a patent on it. And before I could file it, broke into my lab and didn't take anything, but then I was within a few weeks by Dr. Teller's people to join there down in Australia. Why is it that these extraterrestrials just haven't made themselves known to the mass masses? And why is it so secretive? Well, I'm going to tell you, uh, th- it has a biblical uh, relationship to 
what is happening now. These that people call them are really, I think, beings from a parallel universe, which the Bible does address mm-hmm. in the Genesis account. Right. And I think they are to uh, establish a world government here at the behest of the people of Earth, not the government so much. Um, various crisis curves have been accelerated, you know, uh, uh, nuclear threats, uh, economic threats, uh, weather changes, all that kind of stuff that we can't handle. They're going to offer to the world, just like in the in the movie uh, v, uh, v. Remember in the seventies that movie V about sure the do. lizards with skins. Okay, they were all right. They look like humans, but they're really. Uh... Now, I have not seen any uh, like reptilian beings in in my association with the project, to my knowledge. However, my security detail said that when you see them in the sunlight, they look human. But if you look close at their skin. It's more like looking at an oil slick, a fine oil slick that has a rainbow color to it mm-hmm. because of the scaly nature. Uh, other than that, I've not met uh, any of the gray ones, uh, small or long, just read reports on them inside the thing. So uh, this being held off at the moment is at, at their request to set up this moment. And the people that are agreeing with them at the top of our human uh, chain of, of leadership uh, are being promised you know, positions of leadership essence they betray the people of earth what they are not really aware of is that when the global government is set up that a lot of the so-called illuminists and bankers and people you know all know about uh, are going to be dethroned if not killed they're they're going to not get uh, permanent positions in the new world order so there will be some justice there and there will be a lot of people including those of us who complain about the illuminati who will cheer and say wow look they got rid of all the bad dudes yeah and in Matthew 24, the good Lord says, look, beware, there's going to be a deception so clever that the very elect don't be fooled by what first, saying that they are, you know, God and uh, and me, uh, you know, him being the Messiah. Mm-hmm. So that's why holding off until they've got all their technology in place. And I think this is the year that they're going to make their move, especially what's happening down at the Antarctic and the reports coming through uh, it is the year they're going to make their move. For our listeners who may not know what we're talking about with the Antarctic, can you give them a capsulated version? Yes. Um, in the last few months, there have been a number of uh, leaders, uh, astronauts, uh, astronaut went down there, uh, a, um, a former secretary of, uh, uh, of the uh, United States, what's his name? Um, oh, anyway, a lot of world leadership went down to the South Pole, to the base down there, and it's not for a vacation. It's not a wonderful vacation spot. They were going down there and then coming back and being very kind of different when they got back, like uh, something had shocked them. Mm. The reports that we are getting uh, that we can't confirm yet are that they, our, our research facilities down there have been melting ice with steam jets, and they have found a whole city that was frozen down there, uh, which was, you know, an civilization about talking about the giants and stuff of the right. ancient time of Atlantis. Uh, so if this is the case, I think that what they're preparing us for, whether the reports are real or is for an arrival, allegedly for the you know, first time in thousands of years, of our elder brothers from space. And I think the whole South Pole thing is a great place to do it from. They're so isolated, unless you're a government mm-hmm. or a very rich individual, you're not going to get a ship down into the area. So you're not going to see what they let you see. So this is this is what's happening down there at the moment. Well, weren't the Nazis during World War II very interested in uh, the South Pole? Oh, definitely. Before the, well, before they were defeated, way mm-hmm. before that, late 30s, they um, went down there with uh, merchant ships and and, uh, and and aircraft. They went down to the South Pole and they they located a place on the South Pole, New Schwabenland, New Schwabenland, because. In Germany, there was a uh, you know a suburb or you know a county, and it was really nice. And so they were calling this the new home before the World War was even in the United States. Hmm. Um, we know where that is or where it was, and it's quite possible. I heard this in in the trailer, that they have excavated uh, under the ice and found a uh, canyon and stuff. And, uh, using their own power sources down there and that the Nazis are, are still there and perhaps in, in league with these uh, alien beings. How come none of the research organizations have come across this, um, this, 
how can we call it this this activity in the South Pole? Um, when you say research organizations, which ones are you talking about? I'm talking about, about the Na- National Geographic, um, uh, the uh, Sierra, and and the other organizations that take an active part in in uh, global climate control, as well as using the South Pole and North Pole to actually get readings on on pollution. How come none of these organizations have come across this? Uh, because the control over the media outlets, you know, uh, which includes National Geographic and a lot of these things that, that do documentaries on mm-hmm. the Internet or on TV, because they're controlled at a top level by the money, you know, the money people. And if the control says, you don't publish this story, it's not time yet, they don't do it. Uh, it's as simple as that. It's just censorship of the news. Well, I don't think there's very many people these days that trust the news anyway, so they could actually <laughs> say that there was a, a little green man from Alpha Centauri on the front lawn of the White House, and I don't think anybody would believe them. So this is a perfect opportunity for them to uh, slip anything past the public that they'd like to. Maybe this is part of the reason why the fake news is so prevalent. Yes, yes, I guess so. Uh, there are so many leaks they'd have mm-hmm. to plug. You know, uh, something I I don't understand, and because of your expertise in computer and high-tech systems, here you've got a lot of people who have hacked into the government computers. Edward Snowden, you've got WikiLeaks, you've got different countries, and I'm sure the United States has done the same to the other countries as well, as well as independent hackers throughout the United States and the free world. How come nobody has come up with any documentation or proof that would substantiate any claim of the existence of UFOs. Oh, well, how would they release that? The same way they do with anything else, like WikiLeaks. On the Internet and things like that. And there have been reports of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- the Falcon and Snowman release as well from, you know, from down at, uh, in Australia yeah. um, did release part of that information uh, and about the Pine Gap facility down in the center of the country. Um when you say, why haven't they released, they have. It's just whether people trust it as fact or not. But, you know, there are, there are some stories that go right across the web, and I would think that if this information came out, or if Russia wanted to tumble the United States, or if China wanted to tumble the United States, or if North Korea wanted to tumble the United States, they would not need nuclear weapons to do so. All they'd have to do is release this information, and then the ah, people... I see where you're coming yeah. from. Okay, that I was working on was not just strictly a United States project. Canada was involved. Uh, Russia was involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, the head of the Russian program, like Teller, in, in involvement in that was Dr. Andrei Sakharov. Wow. Uh, they kept him in the country. He couldn't even get his Nobel Peace Prize because to let him go with what he knew about what we were all doing. New Zealand helped. Australia helped. Um, West Germany, in fact, yeah, a lot of our underground testing started there in West Germany in tunnels that were never open to the public after the war. Uh, Great Britain. Uh, so when you have all these countries involved, uh, China's the outlier of all this. And uh, I don't know uh, how, how they're keeping a lid on, on China doing some release of this information. But um, China and Japan, uh, the Asian countries, were the weak link in the chain. They weren't included in a lot of the, of the investigation. So what would stop a country like uh, North Korea from finding this information information out and blowing the whistle on it? Well, I guess nothing if they have access to it. And certainly if they're close enough mm-hmm. with the Chinese, they could probably do it. But uh, who's going to believe it? He's a crazy man. Yeah, that's putting it mildly. <laughs> I, understand, I don't know. I understand that, that you, ha- you actually discovered the Garden of Eden. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, Fourteen uh, early in the year, I was uh, going over some research notes I'd made back in Australia back in the uh, late '80s, mm-hmm. and um, I ha- had access only at that time to printed maps in the libraries and stuff. And so I, at that time, localized where I thought the Garden of Eden could be located in uh, North Africa, Northeast Africa. But uh, and it wasn't until 2014 when I talked to the Scripps Institute over in California. Uh, and got a pre-release of a data of elevations of the seabed and the land, which they hadn't given to Google Earth yet, but they let me do a, a beta test. And using that, I was able to find exactly where the Garden of Eden is and was um, in Northeast Africa, but further up the uh, Great East African Rift than I'd previously thought from the printed 
it was in a volcano, uh, an extinct volcano that had collapsed and formed a perfect kind of like crater with walls all around it. It's the only one like this left in the world, in Tanzania, in the Ngoro Crater. Um, I found the four rivers that came out of one one spring, water spring, hot water spring that came up on the north side of, of the uh, the crater on mm-hmm. a hill that joins it. And uh, I was able to trace all four rivers that were separating what are now continents. Uh, it was the time of Pangaea, and I know that the physicist listener, the geologist, will say, oh, rubbish. Uh, Pangaea was 100 million years ago, but um, have, you know, access to papers that are being presented now uh, by professionals in the field saying that time is not as long as the universe is way younger than we thought because the speed of light has uh, decreased on an exponential curve affecting time and events so that in essence um, we are on the bottom side of a nice speed of light is just about finished slowing down and in the beginning, it was like 10 with 60 zeros faster. So, All right, Stan, I hate to do this, buddy, but we've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exonation Stan right. Dale is our special guest. And we'll be back with Stan on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center right here in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influenced her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, starwalkervisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? 
There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. There you go, Canadian content here on the X-Zone from our broadcast centre in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Jim Cuddy and the Blue Rodeo, a great band. And uh, Jim Cuddy and the group are still going around Canada and the United States, making a positive difference, helping out different organisations, most uh, organisations related to the youth of today. So Jim and the rest of the guys at the Blue Rodeo, thanks for doing a great job. Exonation, my guest this hour is Stan Deo, and uh, before we went to the break, Stan, we were talking about your discovery of the Garden of Eden. Uh, what did what does the religious community say about your discovery? Like, wouldn't this be something that would that they would just love to see proof positive that the Garden of Eden has been found and it's no more a myth? Nobody can deny it because there it is. Well, when you say the the religious community uh, within the Christian community, mm-hmm. there are you know, several sects or groups, yeah. you know, and the group that would be most interested would be what they call the evangelical uh, Christians. And yes, they are very interested. Um, they had me give a lecture on it to uh, three to 4,000 people, uh, as I recall, My in uh, 2014. We made a DVD of it, and uh, th- those are selling quite happily. And then I I later found that the Genesis 6 account of the giants and stuff related Plato's Atlantis, and mm-hmm. I found Atlantis, and I found what caused the Great Flood and wiped out Atlantis at the same whoa, whoa, time. Whoa, 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 wait a sec. You found Atlantis? How come people are still looking for it today? Figured out that I'm right yet, but I'll tell you what, if you'll go on uh, YouTube to yeah. Standeo channel and look at my uh, Atlantis uh, lecture there, I didn't put that on DVD. I put it straight to video there. Over 330,000 people have seen it in the last two months, mm-hmm. so there's people interested. So why isn't the mainstream media picking up these two fantastic discoveries? Rob, I have no idea. I prepared press releases. I sent to all the major TV networks. I sent to radios. I sent to newspapers. Not one of them was interested. You're kidding. I'm not. So uh, maybe through shows like yours with such a a wide audience, um, someone out there will say, hey, I'm interested. Tell me more. You know, like what's wrong with this world? Look, you know, look, there are things that I've discovered that are so astounding. Like, um, it was a huge asteroid impact that caused the flood and, and destroyed Atlantis and, you know, wiped uh, tidal waves or tsunamis across the planet several times, sweeping animals to death. The Earth expanded after that to, to uh, now where it is. It used to be three quarters of the diameter it is now. Gravity decreased when that happened. The continents all split when that happened, Pangea split, and all this happens in the last ten to 12,000 years total. Now, you'd think that that would be a you know, debatable, interesting you know, comment or, 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 or ideas for the press, but right. no. Oh, I'll tell you what did happen. What's I that? did send this to ABC, mm-hmm. you know, to the uh, Good Morning America show. Sure. They never uh, recognized that found a Garden of Eden. But within six months of that, they organized a live all-morning Good Morning America special with drones and everything flying over Africa's Garden of Eden in the Ngoro Crater. And if you look on my show images page, I sent you the link in Skype here. Um, uh, Image 33 links to their show showing how they called this 
Africa's Garden of Eden and how wonderful it is. So even though they won't call it the Garden of Eden, they followed what I led them to. Did they give you credit? Oh, of course not. Of course not. Unreal. Well, you know what I think about the media today, so... It's controlled. It's going to a particular direction. I think yeah. anything that validates the Bible is not kosher, so to speak. They, they <laughs> that was cute. Out there. That was cute, Stan. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Is Atlantis mentioned in any way in the Bible? Is there a biblical connection? Well, they talk about the the fallen ones in Genesis six coming to Earth and mating with the women, the Nephilim. The Nephilim, yeah. that's right. The giants, the right. hybrids. And um, if you research just even Greek history, not Plato, but history, you'll see that they built between 10 and 15 cities. They call it the 10 cities, the, De- the Decapolis cities, in the Middle East, in um, Israel, right up on into Jordan and uh, into the bottom of Syria. Now, they did that to worship you know, uh, beings like uh, um, Hercules, mm-hmm. you know, who came from the mountains and who was strong and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. He was a hybrid. And if you look in the Golan, that's at the edge of where the giants lived, according to the Bible uh, discussion, where the, the king of uh, that land was called Og. Uh, when it was the territory of Lashan at the time of the Bible. So it's in the Bible there. And you'll see that there's a circle of rings within another circle, within another circle. You can see it today. It's called Gilgal. And that is a remnant of the tribute they made to the little uh, capital island of Atlantis, which was Poseidon's uh, island, which had three concentric circles, moats, and land. And it's like a scale model of that there in the Golan Heights today. So yes, there's not only biblical proof, historical proof, and you know, right now archaeological proof. So are we saying that uh, the, the flood that decimated Atlantis uh, was a uh, a comet impact or an asteroid impact? And is, there, an a con- is there a connection yeah. between the disappearance of Atlantis and the disappearance of the dinosaurs. Uh, yes, all at the same time. Wow. All at the same time. The asteroid that hit was around 12 to 14 miles in diameter. I've found where it hit, uh, and it was so powerful that it it moved the whole mantle of the Earth, the outer surface, like a skin. It just shoved it, and it formed the Himalayan, shoving uh, India up into China to make the Himalaya Mountains. Uh, the oil industry, uh, I've had uh, contact with them. They've actually contacted me over from Mongolia mm-hmm. on iPad, you know, and saying, look, we just saw your video and we were trying to explain what deposit all the seabed and mantle up on Oman, which is the south um, southeastern tip of uh, Saudi Arabia, where it is, where Atlantis was. We couldn't explain how 10,000 feet of seabed got shoved up there. When you found that asteroid impact, it solved the mystery. So I'm, I'm telling you, we're getting positive feedback from industry. And still, mainstream media doesn't give a damn. I don't know what's what's doing it. Um, you know, perhaps, as I said, even Atlantis and being destroyed yeah. because they were crossbreeding is biblically connected. And it would be giving credibility to the, the actual facts, not just the myth, the facts of Genesis. And that's not in what Satan would have people believe today. He wants them to believe a lie. Well, you know, it's it's very simple to also see that there was genetic engineering within the Bible because God took a rib from man to create Eve. That Absolutely. is genetic engineering. That's right. That's right. But genetic engineering where you crossed animals with humans to form the centaur or, you know, right. to form, you know, uh, some of the Egyptian gods that had mm-hmm. a, a wolf head and a human body or that kind of Jackal, stuff. Jackal, yeah. That was that was not the right way to do the engineering. That's why your God, God of gods, they call him in mm-hmm. the Bible, was upset who came to Earth and started doing genetic engineering uh, in, in opposition to what he'd set up. You know, I don't know if you've heard about this organization. It's called the International Raelian Movement, with Rael being the um, the leader. And they believe exactly what you have just said, that a group of scientists came from another planet and we're doing genetic in- experimentation here on this planet. Well, that's not exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying that all these beings came mm-hmm. from a parallel universe. They could just gate through it. Right. And uh, whether they have planets or star systems in that universe, I don't know. But they came through. And wow. some of them from the, the same culture 
were going in opposition to what the rule was set by the god of gods. That's what they call him, you know, the creator god. So, yeah, in essence, yes, but not just another planet. This is a parallel universe, and our whole universe mm-hmm. is like a virtual reality. So where does Noah's Ark fit into all this? Well, uh, I heard an interesting thing about that, actually. You know how they said they put all the two-by-two, the two, all the animals and stuff in there, and the arguments against his ark being big enough said, you know, look, you couldn't put all the animals or, you know, two of two, you know, of all the animals on the whole earth into uh, that but ark. But you could if it was DNA. It was. Because uh-huh. if you look at, say, lines, there are all kinds of canines that you can yeah. derive with, you know, uh, environmental mutations or adaptations. So mm-hmm. the canine, you only had to have a pair of canines. And you, from their DNA, then you could uh, extrapolate, you know, in the environments mm-hmm. what you have in the other things. Or, or felines. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. you only needed the, the seed DNA yeah. of that class. I've been saying that for years. I didn't realize it. Well, okay, yeah. we agree. We do. We agree on a lot of things, Dan. <laughs> uh, I wish we could sit down over a beer and talk about the rest of it. I'll tell you what, it's, it, it, uh, it'll spin your head around. Why do you think your discoveries... I know why they're important, but why do you believe your discoveries are important to our listeners? Well, because we're approaching a time in the human condition where mm-hmm. a lot of people, probably three-quarters or more, could be wiped out, probably will die from uh, war, nuclear war, uh, starvation, uh, shortage of water, change of the environment and the climate. And we are all going to die eventually. But it's whether you live after that, whether you have an existence after that. Now, I'm not parroting people. I have nearly died. I've left my body and gone out there. I know we do live right. in a body that you know, has arms and legs and a mind that is much bigger than we have in our human bodies. So I'm trying to say to people, it's important you realize the Bible is not a lie. It's not a myth. It is fact. And it's coming to your neighborhood very soon, even this year. Is this why, in part, there's such a resurgence in religion these days that everybody is seeking something that they've never sought before and that different religious philosophies are just finding so many more people are, are turning to them? It's, uh, it is. And the trick is, uh, as Jesus said, don't be fooled by mm-hmm. the imposters. Many are going to come saying they are the, the Messiah, etc., etc., the trick is to sort the lie from the truth. Right. And, you know, if, if uh, a new religion comes up and says 95% truth but 5% lie, it's still a lie. You have to have 100% truth in the religion that is a religion from our Creator. At least that's what the Bible says. Something that I believe a lot of people do not take into account is that when these books were written, there was a limited knowledge base on science mathematics, astronomy. So in my opinion, Stan, the Bible was written to give an order to a civilization that had none. It was written to give explanations in a fashion that those at that time could understand. And I think one problem that I see with religion is religion hasn't kept up with the progression of man. Oh, I agree. Yeah. And with the science. Exactly. Certainly. You know, you and I, is using the scientific method, can analyze these mm-hmm. uh, ancient documents and see what they were really saying. Yeah. You know, uh, but as you say, in the time that they were talking to the people and their culture and the development of it, they couldn't understand any more than a flaming chariot, for instance, you know. Right. Uh, and and like, like Nimrod's Tower of Babel, that's an incredible thing. I'm pretty sure that he was trying to build a gateway between the universes because Mm -hmm. the ancients did come through gateways listen stan you and i have to take our final break please stand by thank you so much for joining us i'm really enjoying this conversation of course you're going to have to come back and we're going to have to talk more sounds like a plan all right stan deo is our special guest www.standeo.com my name is rob mcconnell this is the exxon and stan and i return as we wrap up this hour here in the exxon from our broadcast center in hamilton ontario canada life is hard to play Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. 
Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Come on, baby, light my fire. Come on, baby, light my fire. 
Welcome back, everyone. Stan Deo is our special guest this hour, www.standeo.com. First of all, Stan, thank you so much for joining us. A great pleasure talking to you. I love people who think, and I appreciate what you do, and um, I'm going to do everything I can to help you get the word out. Thank you. I do appreciate that. I figure somebody out there has got to see the value in this. There's a lot of value in this, and uh, I, it just annoys me to know that here you have so much, so many pieces to a missing puzzle, and nobody wants to walk over to your table and look at your puzzle. It really ticks me off. You know, look, the Garden of Eden, the discovery of the Garden of Eden, yeah. proof, and the discovery of Atlantis, it's real, and proving why you know the, the other guys haven't been able to find it. You would think that these rate amongst the Indiana Jones discoveries. Would... I, I agree with you. And in fact, isn't it true that you know or knew the real Indiana Jones? Yes, sir. He was a family friend. He lived in uh, Arlington, uh, right next to, or near Fort Worth there uh, in Dallas, where my dad mm-hmm. lived, and cave uh, that he had opened up in the in the Qumran Valley. And, uh, yeah, I did know him. And uh, one of his uh, assistant diggers, because people would come over in time to excavate the caves, uh, being a writer in Hollywood, and mm-hmm. um, his real name is Dr. Vendel uh, uh, Jones and uh, Vendy. Uh, Indy Jones, and of course Hollywood denies any connection to that because they don't want didn't want to pay him or his family any money for it. But uh, a number of that uh, made it to the screen did occur to him as far as the excavation. We've talked a lot about the Bible, Stan, and uh, we were just talking about Noah, and I came across this concept of you know two by two. There's only one way it could have been done, and that was with DNA. How come other people don't think and look at the possibilities that the story is true, but you're just using the wrong uh, element to make that story true and to prove it? Well, you know, I had never really gone into depth on that, and you have to do that in the the, uh, uh, flood tale with Noah Mm -hmm. and and the DNA pool. Uh, You have to go into depth of it to uh, start the DNA connection because you suddenly realize you can't put 5 million animals, you know, different exactly. breeds or whatever on a little boat like that. And so it has to be that way. But if people aren't looking, they're not going to see it. Is it that they're not looking or they don't want to look? They just want to put that picture in their mind where there is this big arc and this man with his long beard and two giraffe, two elephants, two lions, two tigers, and the rest of it are walking up this gangplank. It's, you know, Rob, it paints a that, pretty picture, but... Well, that's when mankind was still a child. Right. We're now growing up, and it's time for them to grow up and understand the depth of these kind of things. But, Stan, how is that going to happen, my friend, when we're still teaching our children in schools today, in the year 2017, that Christopher Columbus discovered America? <laughs> that's not true, but anyway, that's what right. is happening. Exactly, yep. exactly. Everybody knows that that is one of the biggest lies that academia is still uh, perpetrating. And could it be that if your discoveries, or should I, let me say, that when your discoveries are known that academia is going to be wearing a lot of egg on their face and they're going to lose a lot of tenure, and this is why this information isn't being uh, heralded as the great discoveries as they are? I think that's quite possible, quite possible. You know, you're worried about our children being taught uh, the truth of these things. Sure. There, there's one uh, guy that contacted me. Uh, he has a website called genesisgetics.com, and they make curriculum for high schools and, and, uh, and uh, lower school as well, mm-hmm. teaching the truth about these things like you and I are talking about, debunking evolution, showing why it doesn't work. And so somebody is doing something, but we need more somebody's stepping up to get rid of all the academic is trying to just sweep it under the carpet. Well, I know you're doing it. I'm doing it in my way. I'm sure there's you other sure people, are. so we have to band together and make sure that this proceeds instead of just being uh, filed in file 13 and then in the garbage and then out you go. Trends, uh, computers are a big part of today's world. You and I both use them every day. I'm in my office, uh, I have, what, six computers that are working at all times. I've got four TV screens. People are saying, well, you know what the next step in evolution is, is we're going to we're going to incorporate the human 
essence, the human consciousness, into a computer. In my, in my opinion, that's going a little bit too far. What's your opinion on that, since you're an expert in the field? All right. Uh, yeah, actually, I was there at IBM when the first ones were being put together. I, I trained in the uh, early 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I've seen it grow to what it is now and beyond making public. My concern is that they are now looking at um, quantum computers that are so hugely fast with parallel processors that they have not only done that, but they have already grown and integrated living neural tissue which is bridging that gap to try to get something in control of the whole planet, in essence. And it reminds me of the movie years ago, like decades ago. It was called Colossus, the Forbin Project, where they built a computer like that, and it took over the world, and they almost didn't connect it in time before it caused World War III. So I am against that. I think, uh, you know, God is a big enough computer, and his computer is absolute. Let's don't compete. If you're going to control the world, you need something like that, and that's what they've done. I had a guest on the other night who was telling me that he and a group of scientists at the University of Arizona are creating an application or an app that will allow people with um, smartphones to communicate with the dead by texting. And I let this guest go on. I was being polite. And then I'm listening and saying, well, something doesn't make sense here. So I said to him, well, you know, like, that's kind of cool, but do they have cell towers on the other side? Do they have iPhones on the other side? Do they have apps on the other side? How is this going to work? And he said, well, we haven't figured that out yet. So I said, why are you promoting it if you're not, if you haven't figured it out? You know, I said, don't you think that you're going to be opening up a lot of wounds and that you're going to be doing more harm than good? And he said, well, no, we go to all these uh, uh, grieve, uh, grief uh, seminars and grief uh, symposiums, and everybody's interested. They have a waiting list of people who want to use their prototype that they're going to pay $200 an hour for. And I said, but you don't have anything that proves it works. I said, where are your ethics as scientists? He couldn't answer me. Yeah, at the bank. You yeah. know, that's like making an electronic Ouija board. Yeah. That's exactly the same thing. And they might get answers there that people think are real, but I doubt they will be. What is your take on the paranormal and all these people who have become ghost hunters and, um, you know, all these different so-called reality shows? Well, I think those are a bit uh, – the concept of ghosts uh, and angels is mm-hmm. not foreign to me. Um, we have – Concentric universes. We've got one above us, yeah. ours, and one below us at least that I can find in, in the references. The lower or Tahom, you know, uh, universe mm-hmm. is where the spirits of the dead uh, rest. And when they try to gate in to our universe where we are, you know, up from them, the energy density of our universe is greater on the average molecule than it is down where they are. As a result, when a real ghost penetrates through the barrier, right, uh, the room gets cooler because it's draining energy out. When Ezekiel saw the flaming chariot, it was hot and flaming until it cooled off hmm. because God's universe, the average molecule, had much more energy than ours. So it's that kind of stuff is real. And when angels appear in bright light and heat, and okay, that's from a universe parallel but much greater energy density than our own. In physics, I can see how it happens. But as far as, you know, the stuff they're doing on TV, it, uh, it, that's about it. Yeah. You know, I've got, to tell, I've got to tell you something. I've been doing this show for 26 years. And nothing has changed, whether it be UFOs, whether it be Bigfoot, whether it be Loch Ness Monster, uh, alien abductions, men in black. And I can, the list goes on, alien implants and so on and so forth. Nothing has changed. Except the audience. Every new age group gets totally involved. And then as the age group changes, so do the listeners. But still, after all these years with all this advent and technology that we've had in the past 26 years, I I would have thought by now we would have had a smoking gun to something. But still, we have nothing. 
Well, I wouldn't say that exactly, but anyway, uh, uh, in as most far as cases, the public can see, yes. Yeah, it, as far as the public can see, exactly. Stan, I want to thank you ever so much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. I'll have our Stephanie give you uh, a dingle, and we'll get you on in the very near future. Sounds like a plan. Appreciate it, Rob. Hey, listen, Good thanks to- for your time, Stan, and uh, keep the great work up. Thank you. I sure will. Exonation Stan Deo has been my guest this hour, www.standeo.com. Once again, that's www.standeo.com. I'll be back on the other side of this news break at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Hey, Exxon Nation, do me a favor. Get a hold of all your friends through your social networks. Have them go to Stan's website. We're talking about the discovery of Atlantis. We're talking about the discovery of the Garden of Eden and much more. Once again, www.standeo.com. Whether you need to restock the fridge or just have a sudden, intense craving for cheese puffs, Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. From groceries to household items, Kroger delivers right to your door. So don't let one major craving have you reaching for your car keys. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delivery times not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Buffalo Wild Wings has specials on food from 3 to 6, Monday through Friday, and great deals on drinks all day. It's the perfect way to offset a long day. Text that hilarious joke about your boss to your boss. What? No, no. Try a $3 Wild Herd by Goose Island. Set your morning alarm for 6 p.m. That calls for $5 strawberry margaritas. So if you ask your phone why you're still single and... Ha, ha, ha. Seriously? Head to Buffalo Wild Wings. At participating locations, taxes and fees apply. Dine-in only. Drink responsibly. Offers vary by location. Void where prohibited. 